0: And welcome to A Closer Look Inside Lehigh Valley Nonprofits. I'm your host, Laurie Hackett, and we are so glad to be back again this month. We've had a blast for the last year and a half getting to know nonprofit leaders, getting to know volunteers, and just hearing about the missions of so many nonprofits in our community. Tonight, we are pleased to welcome two great guests who are as committed, as passionate, as dedicated as anyone else. So let's get started. Tonight, our first guest is Carol Anderson, and Carol is the CEO of Bloom for Women. Welcome, Carol. It's great to be here. Well, thanks. We have known each other, we've worked together, and we are so excited tonight that you are here to share your mission, your purpose of Bloom for Women. With our listeners. So tell us about the organization, please.
1: Sure. Bloom for Women. Their mission is to heal, empower, and employ women survivors of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation. Tell us how you accomplish your goals. We do this by providing safe housing, as well as an opportunity to heal, and then employment so that
0: they can rebuild their own life. And what is the situation like in the Lehigh Valley? Are there survivors of sex trafficking that need your help, your support? Yes. Um, There are survivors out there looking for a
1: safe place to go and an opportunity to safely exit that life. We have been doing this work since 2014, and there are others that have been partners with us, certainly law enforcement local you know, government and community leaders, and also the Valley Against Sex Trafficking. We work together with a task force here in Lehigh County, as well as in Northampton County, they have a task force as well. We know that women are out there um, and some men, and anecdotally, we have heard from law enforcement that there are hundreds of transactions of sex going on online every single day here in the Lehigh Valley. It is a hard number to capture because it's such an underground criminal experience. And the shame and stigma that comes from this experience is tremendous. So to actually come up with a number of how often it's happening and who it's happening to is challenging. But we do know from criminal activities and arrests and working with law enforcement that it's happening in every community, both rural and in urban environments. So the Lehigh Valley is no exception. Actually, the Lehigh Valley is a hotspot for trafficking because of the roads that converge and the highways Mm -hmm. and how we are, you know, think of the warehouses that are developing here. It's because we have access to A large part of the United States population, within six to eight hours, we can get there. And so New York City, Harrisburg, Philly, and other regions are very close by and there's access with highways. But I think also with gaming and with entertainment, you have a lot of trafficking happening along with other activities.
0: And Carol, on your website, I know it talks about the problem, your solution, and your impact. So you've shared a little bit about the problem. Mm What is your solution to this? Our solution is to provide safety and opportunity. And so we
1: have five homes throughout the Lehigh Valley, Allentown, Bethlehem, and up in the sleep Belt. And we also partner with organizations that can provide healing. So whether it's treatment for substance use disorder, mental health services, medical care, these women that we work with come with you know, a history of complications and issues medically that um, have not been addressed while they've been living on the streets, in and out of cars, in and out of hotels. So we give them that time, especially when they first come with us, where they can rest and they can address these
0: things that will give them the foundation to then begin rebuilding their life. And you said when we started, heal, empower. I mean, that's where... That's the role that you play in their yes. lives. Restoration. We are there to come
1: alongside and say, how can I help you? And what do you need?
0: The background of Bloom for Women. I know Truth for Women was a nonprofit that you have partnered with. Could you talk about that relationship? Yes. Truth For Women started their home in 2014. They had established themselves
1: as a leader for faith-based connection for women throughout the Lehigh Valley, and their vision was to equip women of faith to make a difference in and across our communities here. And they became aware of this issue of trafficking and hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. And their leader opened the Truth Home in 2014 and was very passionate to raise awareness throughout the Lehigh Valley. Bloom opened our home in 2016, and we had a different segue into this work, but ultimately we have partnered together to become a strong force. We believe we're so much better together, and I think that that's been evident in how we've grown and created more opportunity for the women survivors that
0: deserve this help. Carol, you mentioned partnerships earlier, Mm -hmm. and on this program we talk a lot about collaborations because our community celebrates partnership and collaboration all the time. Could you give a couple of examples of other partnerships that you have? Sure, we work with several treatment partners, especially in the
1: early stage when someone first comes to us and if they have substance use disorder, which a large majority do, not everyone, but we wanna make sure that they receive excellent care. So we partner with several treatment centers throughout the Lehigh Valley, closest hopefully to the home that the women are living in, and then they can access that and begin a relationship with a community organization that they can go back to over time should the issue resurface or if they just want additional support down the road? Um, medical providers. LVHN and St. Luke's have an incredible team of physicians and healthcare providers ready to help these women restore their physical health so that they can begin restoring other aspects of their life. So that's also critical. And then employment partners are very important. While we ultimately would love to employ everyone through our businesses that we serve so that they can experience safe employment as they heal, we know that you know getting employment out in the community that can be a place they can grow and develop skills and find the life that they've dreamed of is
0: important. So we have several employment partners that we work with as well. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, We know we can't do this work alone, so it sounds like you've got some great people at the table with you. Carol, what about you? How did you get into this work? That's a great question.
1: I was a foster parent. I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband and I took in a few children over about five years, and it was through that experience that I was introduced to a woman who was trafficked in Easton. And over about six years, I watched her have three babies as a result of her trafficking experience. I was with her in the delivery room for her third. And sadly, she died of an accidental overdose when that child was three, and her death and even her life, actually. Her life inspired me to learn more about her experience and why she couldn't get clean. Why was it that she would go into prison, get off drugs, and just come back out to that life that was clearly violent and not a safe place for her? And I learned about this program in Nashville called Thistle Farms and went there in 2014 and was just amazed at the support that they were willing to give anyone who wanted to learn how to do this work and bring it back to their home community. And I, as I told people and talked to community leaders and others who really cheered me on, it led to a friend of mine purchasing a home for us in Bangor. Another friend ran a treatment center and we, we started with volunteers. And for about a year and a half, worked with probably 18 women who came through this home over that time period. And as we grew and told more people about what we were doing, we were able to hire staff to support these women. And really now it's grown to this partnership with Truth For Women that has really propelled us to provide wonderful care and support to these women as they do the hard work of starting over.
0: Thank you for sharing that story. We really appreciate it. Carol, when you think back to the women that you've been involved with, whose lives you've really touched, is there a story that you have or a moment in time that you, you can remember interacting with someone that reminded you you're exactly where you should be? I can almost say that that happens nearly every day. <laughs> and while I wish
1: I could pick one moment, in the beginning I probably could have, but you know, since 2014 of doing this work, each and every single one of them remind me how easy it is for me to get up every single day, hit the ground running, and to tell the great story of it's never too late to start over. They give me such courage and strength that I am unafraid and I'm not ashamed to ask for their help. They deserve this help. They have seen the underside of bridges and walked back alleys long enough. And I've said this before, that it's time for us as a community, I know we have it out here, <laughs> you know, we we can help everyone that, that deserves a chance to start over. And the Lehigh Valley has been generous beyond what I could have asked or imagined. So you've seen a lot of support from the community? It's incredible and astonishing all at the same time. When we need something, as hard as it can be to ask for help when we're independent women, especially when we want to you know, be strong and fierce, I find the greatest experience is when we're not doing this alone because then everyone gets to see these bright stories of promise and hope. I mean, who doesn't want to see a mom get her kid back from foster care? and be the one running to soccer games after school and posting on social media that, you know, my daughter just got straight A's for this school semester. I mean, those are the things that make us say, what more can I do to move this movement forward?
0: Carol, could you talk a little bit about My Sister's Closet? Because I think our listeners would be really interested in hearing about that. Oh, My Sister's Closet is a great place for people to donate their gently used
1: women's clothing. And it provides opportunities for employment, especially for women who are early on in their healing journey, giving them a safe place to work where the staff is trauma-informed and understands triggers and how challenging it can be sometimes to work and the stress that a work life can bring. We want to provide that safe employment early on, so My Sister's Closet is a great place to donate, and then it's a great place to shop where you can get a whole outfit for under $25. Um, We have formal wear and casual wear and even work wear, so it's a great place to shop. We recently expanded My Sister's Closet to match the population that we're serving, and since we now serve moms who are pregnant or parenting, we have opened up My Little Flower within my sister's closet. And that's a place where you can get children's clothing up to 18 months. And then we're also having maternity clothing
0: for moms who are expecting. Just another sign of growth. Absolutely. And another way you're continuing to meet needs of the Lehigh Valley and those who need it the most. Yes. Carol, is there someone in your life that inspired you to get into this work and to become the leader, the driven professional, the passionate woman that you are today, I thought you might ask me this question.
1: <laughs> um, and I was talking with Vicki earlier, just trying to come up with one person who perhaps inspired me. And I, I certainly could say, you know, my mom or a professional mentor I have, but I really am going to come back to the women I serve, and I have to because. What I do every day is not hard. People may think that you know it can be intimidating to get up in front of a large crowd and talk about this work. And um, it used to be, but not anymore. Not when I've seen women who carry a boatload of shame into an experience and their lives are a mess. But yet when they know that we believe in them and give them everything that they can start over, they do this hard work that makes me feel that my job is easy. So I'm going to have to say they do. They inspire me every day. And I think of them when I have to do something hard. I think of the many women that have come through
0: our program. And that, to me, is remarkable. Thank you, Carol. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. How can our listeners get involved? Any events coming up? We have a few
1: great events coming up. Um, We have a walk, the Highmark Walk, we're joining that on June 3rd, and you can go to our website and sponsor a team. You can join a team and walk on that day, along with many other worthy nonprofits. And even more exciting is our second annual golf tournament, which you, Lori, are our honoree chair, so I know you'll be golfing that day, or I think you will. Absolutely, I'll be golfing. And we have sponsorships still available, as well as golf opportunities. And so, what's
0: the date of the golf outing?
1: June 26th, it's a Monday. I'm praying for a sunny day. <laughs> And we're hoping to have another great event.
0: And again, all proceeds go right back into your program, right to support Bloom for Women. Absolutely. Our programs are at no cost to the women we serve. So it's very important that we raise the resources to keep the lights on and the doors open. Carol, we're almost at the end of our time. What about volunteers? Are there opportunities at any of your houses for listeners throughout the Lehigh Valley to be involved as volunteers? There is.
1: We are in need of people to help fix things. So that's one great way. We know women can fix things and I've had women help, but if men wanna get involved in this work, a great way they can help is if they're skilled in a trade that can repair our homes, they can reach out and volunteer. We have a formal volunteer program for women who wanna interact directly with our participants and their children, as well as at my sister's closet and our art studio, that other business in Bangor that we run. So there are opportunities across the board. They can call our office to learn more, visit our website and send us an email. We'd love to
0: reach back out. Great, and what is that website? bloomforwomen.org. Well, thanks for being with us. The time that we took today to learn about you, to learn about Bloom for Women is so meaningful. So thanks for being with us. Well, thank you so much for highlighting the stories of these women and allowing us to talk about this very important work. Absolutely. And listeners, we were joined tonight by Carol Anderson, who is the CEO of Bloom for Women. Thanks for joining us for this episode of A Closer Look. And we'll be right back.
1: Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or wdiy.org. We couldn't be here without you.
0: Welcome back to A Closer Look Inside Lehigh Valley Nonprofits. I'm Laurie Hackett, and our second guest this evening, we are so excited to be joined by Dr. Chris Hunt of Moravian University, and Chris is the Vice President and Dean for Equity and Inclusion. Welcome, Chris.
2: Thank you, Laurie. I appreciate you having me.
0: Well, we are so glad you're here with us. Chris and I have known each other. And here tonight, we are specifically talking about an amazing program. It started last year at Moravian, and this will be the second year. It is the Black and Latino Male College Readiness Program at Moravian University. Tell us about the program, please, Chris.
2: Yeah, so it was first a thought about some of the needs in education among uh, K-12 and then also among college students. I did my dissertation on the lived experiences of Black males in college and have known that these sorts of readiness programs to inspire and prepare uh, Black and Latino men is consistent with what the literature says we need. And this program isn't unique to you know, the world, there are other versions of this, but we didn't have something like this here in the region. So the idea was, how do I leverage some of my own network among Black and Latino male leaders in different industries in the area, and then also connections with different local school districts to provide some mentorship and guidance. Uh, and so through the some generosity from Air Products and contributions from a lot of men in the area, we were able to start this last year and and now we're on version two and we're looking to scale it up.
0: So it's sure a sign of success. Started last year with your pilot year. Mm -hmm. And talk about the enrollment, Chris. How many were in last year and what are you thinking about for this year? How many students can participate?
2: Right. So we had 31 applicants last year. And then of those 31, 17 of the young men actually followed through with their applications and and did what they needed to do. So we enrolled all 17 of them.
0: And they are high school men. Is that right?
2: Last year, they were going to be going into 11th or going into 12th grade. And this year, we, again, look to try to scale it up and and get the word out there a little bit better. This year, we thought maybe we can try to run two cohorts, concurrent cohorts of 20 men each. So a total of 40. But I wasn't quite sure if we would get to that number. I thought maybe we'll end up enrolling 15 and 15 or 12 and 12. We ended up having 31 applications last year, 90 applications this year. Uh, And that is a a huge thanks to specifically the Allentown, Bethlehem and Easton school districts, but also we saw Parkland jump in there. We saw some of the other charter schools in there. So it's I think it really speaks to a need uh, that's in the community. And the the other point is we are enrolling rising 10th. 11th and 12th graders. So we do have a a good number of incoming 10th graders who are gonna be a part of it as well.
0: So first of all, numbers are fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said it's really pointing to a true need in the community. Mm -hmm. So Chris, from going through this program last year, tell us about the students. What is a high school student thinking about?
2: Yeah, they're thinking about a uh, type of college they go to. Uh, they're thinking about, all, they, they are thinking about all the things that these black and Latino young men are thinking about, all the things that any other incoming potential college students are thinking about. But they're also thinking about how to navigate and manage being a black or brown young man on a, usually a predominantly white setting. And so they're thinking about who are their people going to be? Who are their networks going to be? Where are they going to seek extra guidance when they get stuck with something? Uh, and so these are a lot of the things that we talk about during the program. And then if they think, again, I think about also time management and which program to study. And they also think about career preparedness. Uh, and so we spend a good amount of time talking to them about, you know, life after college, Uh, And then quite certainly, they think about the enrollment process. So how to get into college and how to pay for it, affordability.
0: And this is a residential program. It is. Correct? The students, they live on the campus of Moravian University, which is wonderful. So you're with them Mm 24-7. Chris, is there an example of a student, can you tell a story or two of someone last year that had a, you know, had a memorable experience or a big learning that you were able to witness?
2: Yes. So there's a a member of actually my church, Greater Shiloh Church in Easton. Pastor Phil Davis is the Mm -hmm. pastor. He actually came and did a a session on mental, emotional health. But there's a a young man who this year he's a rising senior. So he was a rising junior last year. He participated in, in the program. And I got a text from his dad and his dad said verbatim, Thanks for pouring into my son. And I got a chance to see uh, the young man a couple weeks ago. And he told me that he he has a, a number of college visits lined up this summer. Uh, which include uh, some schools in upstate New York, but also include some schools in Pennsylvania, some ones in, in Ohio. And the thing about our program is, it is a Moravian University program, but we, our goal is not to put a Moravian College application in their hand. It's to get them prepared for college wherever they go. Mm-hmm. And so this young man, you'll love this. He asked me, Dr. Hunt, would it be okay if when you run the program, I come back to help with it and facilitate whatever you might need? Uh, and so we're really proud of, of those kinds of, of stories.
0: You're right. I yeah. do love that. Yeah. And all of our listeners would love right. that, too, because you are meeting such a need mm-hmm. for, for young black and brown men. Right. And you're offering something that they can come together in a good, safe inspiring Mm -hmm. environment what are some of the things that happen during the time that they're together I happen to know because we've talked about this before but I love some of the opportunities that they have can you share a little bit of the the programming that you do with the students yeah
2: well I'll start where I just left off we know among young people period that uh, mental emotional health is a real concern and so Pastor Phil, he's actually studying for his uh, doctor in marriage and family therapy. So he came and gave uh, a conversation to the young men about emotional wellness uh, and maintaining, you know, your, your mental health. Uh, we actually started the program, however, on the first night with Dr. Harrison Bailey, the principal of Liberty High School. So
0: inspiring. Yes. Great, yeah. Great he, man. He
2: nails it out of the park every mm-hmm. time. And, and he spoke to the young men about purpose and passion and sort of reiterated that point. We had our own director of financial aid and another enrollment professional talk about uh, financial aid and the enrollment process. Uh, and so, like, things to think about when you are selecting a school and types of school and how to, how to pay for it. I think you'll, you'll love this, too. You might remember this. On the last day, we actually involved the families to come, and we give another presentation to the families about admissions and financial aid. And then we did a recap of the week, so the young men actually gave a presentation to their families about the things that they learned throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we document and highlight the whole thing, we, you know, f- pictures and, and videos. And so it, it, it wraps up really well. So that's what we do during the day, a lot of workshops, we talk about financial literacy. We have two of our professors, two of our black male professors at Moravian will do uh, classroom demonstrations. One happens in a science building, one happens in a humanities building. So we do that during the day. And then can I tell you what we do at night? Absolutely. At night, we will take them to Iron Pigs for one evening. They go to a baseball game. So for some of the young men, they'll say it's their first time at a college campus, and it's also their first professional athletic experience. So we get great joy out of that. And then on a different night, we will have them go to Dave & Buster's for kind of a a fun night and then
0: have a bad time at Dave
2: and Buster's or at Iron Pigs for that matter in case Kurt Landis is listening. (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then we in the past invited a a barber to come to campus and give them haircuts. We had um, Asia Cordoba come and and show them how to tie ties and talked about professional dress and then on the last day we also take headshots professional headshots so they can have them for their files. So,
0: Chris, there's so much that happens Mm -hmm. in the classroom Mm -hmm. with them interacting. Did you see a difference from when they arrived and checked into Moravian and you said goodbye Mm -hmm. five or six days later?
2: Yeah. Not only did we see a difference, they told us there was a difference. So we actually conducted a pre-assessment because, you know, we – We are uh, higher education professionals, so Mm -hmm. what's a program if we can't assess it or don't assess it? So we did a pre-assessment, and probably the most striking uh, feedback I can remember is 80% of the young men said that they did not feel prepared for college. By the end of the program, 100% said they did feel ready for college, and so that just you know, affirmed that we were at least on the right track.
0: Wow, those numbers certainly speak for themselves, that's for sure. Chris, you mentioned that you were inspired by this, by doing the work in your doctoral program, Mm. about students. Was there someone in your past that did this for you, that showed you there were great opportunities? Like I'm just wondering, and I'm sure our listeners are wondering, what else is in there that really inspired you to yeah. create this program?
2: Yeah. I always have to go back to probably my first two mentors when I was an undergraduate student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So I went to, for my undergraduate, Westchester University. I started my undergraduate program at Westchester University. And there were two individuals, two black men who sort of took me under their wing as administrators, and I may not have seen them every day or every other day, but I just knew they were on campus, and I knew that if I needed someone to, you know, get some advice from or or was in a jam, they'd be able to point me in the right direction. And so I, I still actually remain in contact with those men, and I, funny enough, one of those mentors actually works with my wife at a at a college because my wife is as a dean at a college, and so I just saw him the other day. Um, but but the the point is. That representation matters Uh, and Mm -hmm. so one of the goals of our program is to present the young black and brown young men with models of excellence Mm -hmm. uh, and success and so they can see what an attorney or a physician or education leader or a business leader looks like and give them some proximity to attorneys doctors entrepreneurs and business people uh, so that they understand that The sky's the limit.
0: And having opportunities like that to get to know success partners,
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: what an opportunity for for so many young men. Right,
2: exactly.
0: Chris, how can people get involved? Are Are there volunteer opportunities? How can our community support this program and support the students? Yeah,
2: well, you know, the program would not have come together if it weren't for members of the community who have already stepped up. And so I made an announcement at church uh, recently that we were running this program. And afterwards I was kind of cornered by folks who said, Oh, you know, I, I used to work in higher education or I, you know, I graduated from here and I had a great experience. I want to be able to speak into uh, the lives of of young people. We are actually starting at greater Shiloh church, a a college ministry after the uh, late pastor Fred Davis. That will try to do some of this work here um, at, at church. You know, I think getting involved beyond this program is, is gonna be what we need. We mm-hmm. were happy to do the pilot last year, but after this summer's programs, we wanna make sure we're still engaged with the young men. Um, so if there are opportunities that community members can help us think about for the young men to get involved in, Post program, we would love to collaborate with uh, the community on those kind of opportunities.
0: Great, and and I think your big message is also, it's hard to be in high school. Right, you know we're dealing with pandemic and how much time they were at home Mm -hmm. then let's add in as you said the extra challenges and the feelings that come Mm -hmm. being you know a a black or latino male Mm -hmm. and facing a future with so many questions and so it seems like wherever you live whoever you are to reach out and to support students in any way
2: is really important absolutely absolutely 100 percent
0: chris is there anything about the program that we didn't have a chance to talk about
2: you know i am just very grateful for the contributions of the the men who come back, we're so excited. The program wouldn't be possible if there weren't ninety young men who said we want to find out what being on a college campus is all about. So it starts there. But I put out a call to other Black and Latino male leaders in the area. I say we're going to do this thing, and they they come running. The only reason that they may not be able to come is they might have some pre-planned vacation or some other obligation, but. We tell them thank you. We give them a T-shirt and lunch, and, <laughs> and they say, we'll be back next year. So I just really want to say thank you to all the people who will make this possible because they understand this is important work. Uh, and we're just excited and really, it's a, and it's also a privilege and an honor for us to be able to host it at Moravian. And we understand speaking to a need. So it's, just, it, mm-hmm. it's great. We're really excited.
0: Exactly. I mean, speaking to a major need, and I know I speak for many when we say, well, salute to Moravian University mm. for recognizing this, for hosting it, and to making it available. Thank you. So yeah. well, Chris, thanks for so much for being with yeah. us. And again, listeners, we were joined just now by Dr. Chris Hunt. Chris is vice president and dean for equity and inclusion at Moravian University, and he's the founder of the Black and Latino Male College Readiness Program in the Lehigh Valley and at Moravian University. Thanks for joining us for another episode of A Closer Look. I'm Laurie Hackett, and we look forward to seeing you next time.
2: If you enjoyed this program, please go to the WDIY website or app to share or become a
1: WDIY member.